0: Hey, Christina. Hey, Sarah. So, you know my little crazy French bulldog bud? Well, he is not without his quirks, as you may know. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, he gets a little anxious in the car, um, and he doesn't really have, like, a chill mode. So, we started giving him some CBD, and his panting in the car has calmed way down, and he actually can relax and hang out sometimes now.
1: Oh, so it's helped.
0: Yes, so much. And when he pulled his ACL a few months ago, um, he wanted to still jump and run and play and he didn't understand that whole rest vibe. So we ended up um, giving him some for that and it worked out perfectly. He like relaxed and wasn't like jumping every time he thought the mailman was at the door.
1: (laughs) Well, that's smart. (laughs)
0: So the one crazy thing is it's really hard to know uh, what CBD is, one, going to be healthy for Clouseau, my little Frenchie bud, but also be worth the money because CBD isn't actually really regulated and there's a huge discrepancy between brands, the type of CBD and also the uh,
1: price. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know that. So what did you find?
0: So we compared a bunch of brands and we ended up loving Chill Pause.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard of Chill Pause.
0: Yeah, so it's human-grade CBD and um, for animals, and they just dropped a line of treats, which he is obsessed with.
1: Mmm, yeah, I love that. Honestly, that would be a really good gift for all my friends with dogs and kitties um, because once everyone goes back to work, those dogs are going to have separation anxiety like crazy.
0: Good point.
1: How do our listeners find chill Pause? So they can go to chillpaws.com
0: and they can actually get a super awesome discount with the code Clue, which is
1: spelled C-L-O-U. So that's C-L-O-U, right? Yep. Awesome. I'm definitely checking it out. Now back to our usual scheduled content on Laughing with Gingers. whoop. whoop.
0: This is our podcast song. It is very long. long. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! Hey! Thanks for tuning in to
1: Laughing with Ginger's Get Ready to Laugh. Laughing with Ginger's is the podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy.
0: That little lady over there, is my partner in crime and co-host on Laughing with Gingers, Christina Curry.
1: And that is Sarah Alipin for this episode. I'm going to call her Trickster Monk (laughs) and my co-host on Laughing with
2: Gingers.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, And today's
0: topic is another one of my favorites and one of Christina's very least favorites. Um... It is April Fool's Day, and we are acting
1: like fools. <laughs> I really despise April Fool's Day. <laughs> it just scares me a little. I get uh, I get a little anxious that I'm going to be like made to look like a fool <laughs> in some capacity at some point on that day.
2: <laughs>
1: uh.
0: Yeah, I mean I've got something good in store. A couple good things in store for you. Yep,
1: so I've heard. (laughs) Um, well, besides what you have in store or maybe I have nothing. (laughs) Oh god. Did you send me like a uh, envelope full (laughs) of glitter in the mail? Oh, my God.
0: I actually thought about glitter bombing you, but Jennifer would never forgive me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Oh, God. Unless you're like, you have to open this in your bedroom or something. And then I'd be very suspicious. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I'm scared what you have um, out, like, ready and available to, like, trick me on April Fools. Um, I'd like to say I'm less scared what is this episode is going to turn out to be, but I'm kind of equally nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it can't be worse than boob sweat and BO. (laughs) My palms are a
1: little sweaty. (laughs) Well,
0: um, so I have a game as always, Mm -hmm. Uh, not always, but as most times. Um, And I'm really curious to see what you have because – I know you already did research on April Fool's Day, so you said you went in a different direction.
1: I did. I read about why we are so easily fooled and why it matters. Oh, that's fun. Um, Yeah, and actually – So I'm going to get to learn. Yeah, you're going to get to learn. And actually, two of the examples um, have or do play a big part of your life. You're like that doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> like they're a big piece of what your life well, is. Well, I was
0: my life specifically, or yeah. Um, yeah. everyone's.
1: Well, I mean, maybe there's other people like you out there, but yours specifically.
2: <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You'll see. Okay.
0: So my game is did Jim Halpert do it or did I do it?
1: Oh my god. You know I'm a giant office fan, right? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> nail this well, one. one the- I'm gonna <laughs> nail it. I'm gonna nail I'm calling it right now. I'm gonna get a hundred percent correct on this game. Because I have seen The Office. I can't even tell you how many times through. How can you not like pranks then? I don't know. Well, because if they're happening, if I know they're happening to me, I get scared and anxious and nervous. But, like, if they're happening to fictional characters, I'm okay
2: about that. (laughs)
0: I can just see you going up and doing the Mussolini speech.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I forget how it starts or I would have said it right there.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm excited. Okay, so D. Do you want me to start the game or do you wanna share some knowledge first?
1: No, I kinda want you to start the game. Okay. <laughs>
0: um Okay. Hid supplies. <laughs> um Hit supplies in a vending machine. Jim (laughs) Hobart.
1: That was an easy one. Okay, if you say so, Sarah. But I already told you I'm getting every answer right. (laughs) (laughs) So just know.
0: So, okay, here's the the funny little trick part of this that I forgot to tell you. all of these pranks that I played were on my students when I was a teacher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it might make it a little bit more complicated. All right.
1: <laughs> All
2: right.
0: <laughs> okay. Um Hid food items in um, – impl- or uh, in coworkers, dang it. Now I, my delivery was bad on this one. <laughs> I've got to start over.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hid food in coworkers' personal items. Sarah. <laughs> so, um, I was the ski club sponsor when I was a teacher, so I used to take the kids on the kids, as in ninth through uh, through twelfth graders, on ski trips, and so I had to search their suitcases, which was always quite a rodeo. Um, And when I searched their suitcases, I would like hide weird food items in there.
1: That is so funny. Oh my God, how awkward. <laughs> they would be like,
2: hmm?
0: <laughs> It's like a reminder that somebody else went through your stuff and how creepy it is to have
1: someone else like touching all your things. Yeah. Remember when we used to travel like over a year ago and they'd do the TSA would search your bag and there'd be like a little pamphlet that the TSA like opened and searched your bag. It always felt like, yeah, weird. Well, yeah, imagine if it had food with it. That would be even weirder. Like I don't remember packing this banana. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um convinced and of course in all of these my coworkers are my former students. Mm-hmm. Um convinced a coworker that um it was a different day of the week, Jim halbert trick question both.
1: I mean yay, I got it, but like.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um i i had all of my AP students had at least one class with me every day, and then we had open lunch and they would eat in my classroom. So throughout the course of the day, I convinced them all. It was like an earlier day in the week, so I didn't go the same direction that Jim went because he did like – convinced him a Thursday was a Friday. Yeah. Um, but I convinced them all that it was like Monday on a Tuesday, and then by the end of the day, they were like, God, this week is so long already. Ah! <laughs> That's hilarious! All right, you want to drop
1: some knowledge on me? Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Okay, are you ready? This first one has to do with wine, so this is why it this plays a big role in your life, Sarah. Ah, oh, she's even wearing a she's wearing a shirt that says "Save Water, Drink Wine." <laughs> That's one of Sasha's shirts, shirt, right? <laughs>
0: Yep, Creations by Sasha, who is the co-host of the Swirl and Sip
1: podcast. Highly recommend. Yeah, that. she has some really good product. I bought a tote bag from her that says, I can't be trusted at Target. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually gave it to Jennifer because one night, we both of our sinks weren't draining. So we were like, let's go to Target and get some Drano. We literally walked out of the Target with um, a bottle of wine. Uh, I bought a comforter. She bought a couple of decorative pillows. And we had, like, chocolate. (laughs) And as we get in the car, we realized we didn't even get the freaking Drano. (laughs) (laughs) So then... This weekend, she rolls up in Tipsy Mango. We're out camping and she rolls up a day later. We had already been out there. And she's like, look at the new comforter I got for Tipsy Mango. And then, and she's like, and I bought a blanket to go with it. I literally went to the bathroom like on the road trip. It takes three hours to get there. She stopped to go to the bathroom in Target and like walked out $200 less in her bank account because she bought a comforter, a blanket. <laughs> I don't even know what else. And I, op- I I go in and I go into Tipsy Mango. It's literally the same comforter that I bought. I'm like, why do you have my blanket? And she's like, no, I bought it. And i was like, you bought the same comforter I have in my bedroom. <laughs> she's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, you did. And you were with me when I bought it. <laughs> anyway, how did we get on that? I don't know. So, hmm. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Many of us would like to believe that our decision-making is based in logic and objectivity. But studies have shown, however, that our preferences are highly biased and they're actually based on our own expectations. So uh, for decades, psychological research has supported the presence of inherent bias in the human perception. And so they conducted a study back in 2001. It was called the color of odors and they examined the effect of color on odor and taste perception for specifically for wines. So here's what they did in the experiment. They sat people down, they sat wine experts down who are like, I know wine. This is a note of Hickory and, you know, Woodman. I don't know. (laughs) And, uh, they gave them two glasses of wine. One was red, one was white. And they were like, can you please describe your taste experiences with each wine? So the experts with the white wine were like, oh, this is citrus, this is flour, this is lemony, it's honey. And then the one with the red, they were like, oh, yeah, this tastes very clove and musk and crushed red fruit and berries. And then they were like, mm, well, actually, they're both the same wine. We just added food dye to, the, to one of the glasses. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did they change the temperature too? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. It was the same exact glass. Saying everything was the same except food dye was in one of them, and because so the the study revealed the power of your expectation of looking at a red wine and what you're gonna get is so powerful that it overpowered experts at wine experts to thinking one thing when it was really not that way. Super crazy, interesting. Um, so then. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I see your thinking. I see the the wheels turning, Sarah.
0: (laughs) I just, I can't imagine. I feel like the temperature plays such an important role in white versus red wine, too, because you drink them at different temperatures.
1: Yeah, but it wouldn't change the flavor necessarily. Well, neither would the color. Right. Well, that's so did, the point. If the, I guess,
0: but it just seems so weird that they wouldn't have chilled the the white and the then not the faux red.
1: Uh they they might have. I didn't get that deep into it, and maybe I should have. My brain cannot like put together how
0: the white wine wasn't cold, <laughs> <laughs> and the red wine was. You're
1: focusing on the wrong thing, Sarah. <laughs> Chilled why wine wasn't the point of this study.
0: I just can't. My brain is, like, not understanding.
2: Does not compute.
1: <laughs> um, well, I have another, uh, like, diving deeper into the whole wine perception, and it's not based on color or temperature of the wine. So – I'll let you say some of your, your your like let's do a little bit of your game and then I'll go into that one and and maybe that'll be helpful for you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, uh, broke into coworker's hotel room and moved all of their stuff around. Sarah.
2: (laughs) Did you really do that?
0: So.
1: That is crazy. I was kind of being like, was that an episode? Because that feels like an episode. But I really don't think it was. Also, that's really crazy, Sarah.
0: (laughs) So, again, ski trip. Um, which is where I got to really play some of my favorite pranks. Um, <laughs> I um, I let the students go night skiing with one of the other chaperones. And then I, I got the key cards for all of their rooms in case there was an emergency and I had to get in. So I went into my um, – essentially my teacher's assistant's room who was rooming with like several of my other he's now actually he's now a teacher because he was so inspired by my amazing teaching skills Aww. um aside and I photographed the other one's wedding actually last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he was in the wedding so, cool. so funny. Yeah so and it was um yeah so they they were all my it was my ski club president vice president and secretary and one of the one was also my TA um and so i went in and i took stuff out of each of their snowboarding bags and put it into like a, the other one so like where they like kept their actual board and then i like rearranged some of the chairs and furniture in the room while they were night skiing <laughs> and then i like they came back and they were like, "This is so weird. Like, all of our stuff is kind of like switched out." And I was like, "I don't. What are you talking about?" And actually, we were in Scranton. We were staying in oh Scranton, my Pennsylvania. <laughs> when I did this, um, although I think it was pre-office ever existing. Mm. Um, Anyway, so they like – I totally convinced them that their room was haunted and then I convinced other – the other chaperones to like call their phone a couple times while I was in there inspecting it and just like breathe heavily and like do – like the ones that had been on the mountain. With.
1: Oh, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so on the last day of school, they tagged my car with ghost of 613, which was the room they
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it was washable.
0: It was. It was like the stuff you write on the windshield with oh. or the windows with, but they wrote on my windshield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> I like switched their um, – I took all of their shampoo bottles and got conditioner bottles off the cart from the cleaning crew. And um, and so they all had like just conditioner and they were like, we, where's all this? <laughs> I got them really good. It was like the surprise that kept exploding the whole weekend. And I never told that. <laughs> I never told them it was me until the last day of school when they tagged my car and I confirmed it.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I could I am the worst prankster. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to execute that. I would feel too guilty. And then if even if I was able to finally execute a prank, I would feel so like racked with like I have to tell them that I would immediately blurt it out before they even probably got tricked. I'd be like, "It was me."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They did we had so much fun on those stinking trips. That same group the next year, um they had an adjoining room with another group of uh boys. So <laughs> they pushed they like took the extra mattress. Off the bed, so they had like a little like hangout space, and then they took all the mattresses and made a- one giant bed in one of the rooms, and then they all slept in it like they were <laughs> in like a cartoon. Oh
1: my god, I love that so <laughs> Just, like, much! Like one next to another. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that sounds like fun! <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, we had good times. Good times. (laughs) I just heard Philippe creep up the stairs.
1: Ah, He knows you're recording. Do you you scream at him like I scream at (laughs) Jennifer? Like, okay, I'm recording
2: now. No, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do not uh he so I'm on the top floor of the house and he's in the basement so there's another floor between us so he definitely can't hear me until he comes into the kitchen which is like kind of like down and around below me mm-hmm. um but then when he he almost always texts me and says I can hear a lot of laughing going on up there <laughs>
1: you're like, "Yep."
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um and I just saw Liz ask me what kind of food I had and I so it was all fruit. <laughs> so it was like apples, oranges, bananas, <laughs> fruit that came in peels. <laughs> so it wasn't like just
1: like, you know, in there like a strawberry. <laughs> That would be a mean prank to throw a strawberry, or, like a blueberry, in there. <laughs> That'd be so mean. <laughs> oh my god! This light—can <laughs> I just die? like this light is making me look so red, but I'm already red because I got burnt on my camping trip. But this light is making it worse. <laughs> okay. Do you have another? I can't tell. I'll, okay. I'll like. Yeah. Nope. Just drop,
0: drop some knowledge on me.
1: Is that better for all our Patreons? <laughs> Christina. I know we're on a podcast and no one can see us, but I want my Patreon to be able to see my face nicely. <laughs> 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 Should I turn the light back on? I don't know. Now I don't know what to do. I didn't.
2: <laughs>
0: it's like 45 seconds now of the light
1: on our audio platform <laughs> okay let's let's stay in the wine let's stay in the wine study here I'm moving on. okay, so here's another test that they did they got a little more deeper right um, we're getting a little more like neuroscience in this up in here so they, um, they got their test subjects <laughs> and they put them in a functional magnetic res- resonance, resonance, res- I don't know, Im- imager. So an fMRI. Renaissance? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Resonance. Yes. <laughs> I knew Liz would know. <laughs> okay. So. I'm like, what are you? I said reticence. I know.
0: I'm like, I had no
1: idea what you were trying to say. I know, I get it. Okay. All right. So these these test subjects are in an FMRI, <laughs> and they're told that they have there's a $90 bottle of wine and there's a $5 bottle of wine. And that they're gonna taste both of them. And they're not told. Which one was actually like they're told? Okay, this one's the five dollar, and this one's the ninety dollar. But was what was actually happening is that both were the ninety dollar bottle of wine. And side note, I think these these guys tested the ninety bottle instead of saying this is the five dollar and it's actually the five dollar because they wanted to taste the ninety dollar bottle of wine on like you know research funds.
0: Um. <laughs> I was going to say it would have been funnier if they did the $5 bottle.
1: I know. Twice. <laughs> yeah. So they found that the average self-reported experienced pleasantness, AKEP score was greater for the wine labeled $90, obviously, as compared to $5. Like, yeah, of course. But more important the higher ep the experienced pleasantness i love i love that experienced pleasantness that is such a good phrase <laughs> um but okay so the higher ep score corresponded to an increased blood oxygen level dependent so they call it bold um so an increased blood oxygen level dependent signal in the m- medial prefrontal cortex of the brain, meaning that this area was more active when they were tasting the wine that was labeled $90 versus $5. The frontal lobe of the cortex is an area of the brain important for high-level cognitive function and top-down processing. So it's been shown to be essential for decision-making, planning for future events, and reward comparison. So this study revealed that the PFC did not respond to the wine per se, but actually what they were responding to was um, in accordance to whether or not it had received the better wine. So it wasn't necessarily, oh, I, I, this is a good wine. It was more, I'm drinking the better wine. An earlier Stanford study revealed that the PFC response, responds when the outcome of a reward comparison is revealed and the PFC is active only after reward is gained. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I still think they should have given
1: him the $5 bottle
0: of wine, but.
1: Yeah, well, listen, the scientists clearly wanted like the $90 leftovers for themselves.
2: But, but was it chilled? Was it chilled? Is the question here. <laughs> oh,
1: I don't have these answers you guys. <laughs>
0: Liz, for the win on that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, should we take a break?
0: (laughs) I think we should. Uh, We will be right back on Laughing with Gingers. Stay tuned. And we are back. Thank you all for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Uh, And we've got Christina Curry on the line here with Liz Curry, our producer, and of course, me, Sarah. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I'm coming in like a radio host. I
2: know. I love it, (laughs) though.
1: We never know what we're going to get with you, Sarah. (laughs)
0: What happens when we have an unscripted podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes. <sighs>
1: <sighs>
0: All right. Are you ready for some more? Was it Jim Halpert or was it Sarah Alipin? Yep. 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 Okay. <laughs> Slowly increased the weight of. A handheld item and then abruptly decreased the weight.
1: Jim Helper. Nickel, Nickel <laughs> in the phone. <laughs>
0: Nailed it. <laughs> that one was so good. That, anything that, that's the long con is just right after my breed of pranking. It's a
1: good prank. That one was a really good one. Mm Um. Okay. Can we explain what he did? uh, I feel like we should explain a little what he did for those that aren't Office fans.
0: Yeah. Did we explain it? I don't. Uh, I don't feel like we we didn't. I mimed it, and you just referenced. Um. So I think it's the pilot episode. Actually, it's definitely in season one. Mm -hmm. Um. So Jim. No. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Um. All right, Liz is looking it up. She's fact checking me. Um. So he unscrews the handset. No, piece it's on not.
2: The it's foot. not the pilot. Oh, uh, maybe it's it just in season not the pilot? one. I don't have to look it up. Yeah, that's the Jello. That's the um the stapler and the Jello. Oh, the yeah. First thing that he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. And doesn't he do the pencils in the pilot too? The pencil, like the pen, the pencil fence.
2: Oh, to keep the Dwight off his yeah. desk. don't know he does on the pilot. He does do the pencil stuff. I think he does it twice, but mm. um, might be on the pilot. But he does do the pencil thing. I can look it up. I, look I just it up. looked so it up. It is oh. uh, built a
0: pencil fence between his desk and Dwight's desk, um, and. It is uh the pilot episode. Mm, boom. Um, okay, so um what Jim does is he um they have he has a prank war with Dwight on the office um just because they work at a kind of boring job and it makes it more fun for Jim. Um totally right after my own heart, right there. Um, and he unscrews the handset piece and adds nickels into the speaker part and the um, the mouthpiece, like think of a r- actual phone, not a cell phone. And so he like keeps adding them every time Dwight gets up. And then when Dwight, um, and then he he removes them all at. Once and then Dwight ends up punching himself in the face
1: <laughs> when he goes to answer the phone. It's great. It's such a good uh, prank.
0: It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I only have two more. Do you want to drop some history on me?
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, have you heard of Rosenthal Effect? No. Okay. So it basically states the greater the expectation of achievement, the greater level of success. So in layman's terms, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to explain like how this, how like the study that was conducted and, and how that became like the Rosenthal effect, which the study was conducted by Rosenthal and Jacobson. Okay. So, But Jacobson just – he never
0: refilled the coffee pot, <laughs> so just did not get his name on that project. I
1: know. Don't you think it should have been like Rosenthal-Jacobson effect? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jacobson. I'm telling you, it's not cool to not refill that coffee
1: pot. No, it's not. No. Nothing's worse than someone who is low on caffeine and needs it. You get cranky. I used to work at a coffee shop. I saw it. (laughs) Okay. So the study went like this. To test whether a teacher's expectation of a student, here's where the second part of This Is Your Life is coming into play because this is about teachers. So it was wine and teachers.
0: That's so funny because you didn't know I was doing this thing with my students. I know.
1: I know. It's really funny. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. To test whether a teacher's expectation of a student performance affected student achievement outcomes, researchers gave an IQ exam to elementary school students and ranked them based on scores. So, they're basically testing... The teachers to see if they favor higher achievers over lower achievers. So teachers were told that the top 20% of students have high potential to succeed and were provided with the names of those actual students who are expected to perform higher. They've got potential. They've got a lot more, you know, higher potential. So what the teachers didn't know, actually, that they, they had been given just a random list of names not actually the high potential ranked students. And at the end of the school year, the researchers returned and administered the exam again to the same group of students. What they found was astonishing. The second and third graders who had been labeled as bright at the beginning of the year had advanced significantly beyond their peers with significantly higher IQ scores on average. The researchers concluded that the teacher's expectation of the student's achievement actually became self-fulfilling. So those students labeled as smart actually became smart. And the teachers consciously or unconsciously paid closer attention to those students or actually treated them differently if they were having difficulty. The teachers and the students at this elementary school believed in the existence of smart and not so smart students and so they made it their reality. Isn't that crazy cool? That's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um It's not those it's so different in high school teaching too, like high school education and I mean higher ed like secondary and higher ed versus, you know, like little kids. Mm-hmm, like and third also, graders.
1: Ha- yeah. Um how how is it different? Still- how like what are what do you see the differences as being?
0: Because they're in like the developmental phases, so you could actually like impact the rest of their lives with that study versus in high school you know it's kind of just like it's not just another year, but they've already had that part of their self identity set mm-hmm. um so they you know, if you were to construct that that study that same study on high school students um then you know you it, you would end up with a different outcome it wouldn't be drastic i would imagine it would also um i would imagine you would see more burnout from the students that had the higher expectation put on them mm. um Because if they actually aren't able to achieve to that level, then they will end up having, you know, they have all of those hormones and everything that are already coming into play. So you then have students who would be um, exhausted and they would be resentful and they would be angry and potentially rebellious um, if you, you know, stress. pushed them to that level, and they weren't able to actually achieve it. So um, I mean, it just, it depends, but um, on many, many factors. But the idea from, I mean, I'm certified, well, I was certified uh, pre-K through 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I actually, I taught college courses too, because um, when I was getting my master's degree. Um, But it's just such a different like elementary school kids don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> oh. That was like such a big eye opener for me because I would be like, you know, I would say something sarcastic and they would not understand that I was being sarcastic at all. And they would just look at me like,
1: <laughs>
0: and you're and do the head so tilt.
1: sarcastic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I make jokes all the time. At least my dad jokes went over well. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Since since we're in the spirit of the office as well, I just want to bring it up that they did an episode on this in the in the office where uh, uh, Scott, uh, Michael Scott uh, promises uh, all the high school kids and elementary uh, free tuition for college. And it's in a really low graduating. I'm just saying the spirit of the office. And so, yeah, he promises all these like elementary kids that they will pay for their tuition for college if they get accepted. And so it's like this low income high school. And so all the kids are actually graduating and going to college, which like only like 20 percent of them normally do. And like 90 percent of the kids that he promises actually do graduate and he does not have the money for it. (laughs) And he gives them, you know, instead batteries (laughs) for the computers. <laughs> ah! That's the Rosenthal effect.
1: <laughs> I can't watch that episode. I will literally skip over that episode when I rewatch The Office because it just makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he's like avoiding it too, oh. and there's something that's really anxiety provoking for me when someone's avoiding to that level.
1: Yes, oh my god, yeah, you're totally right, though Rosenthal effects. Yep, mm-hmm. I think it's too like it's, it's about manifesting stuff too. Like if we, you know, manifest it and uh, uh, expect something, then we maybe subconsciously work towards getting to that something. Yeah. Um cool. Yeah, well that makes total sense. You have another game question for me now that we were talking very serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, replaced
0: co-workers writing utensils with ridiculous items.
2: Um I don't think that was
1: Jim Halper. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was you. So
0: it's Jim with crayons. He replaces all of Dwight's writing utensils, like his pens with crayons.
1: Dang it! Uh, I didn't I don't remember that I, one.
0: I cannot say that I wouldn't and maybe have done the same thing. I don't know if I've done that before, but I feel like it's something I would have done. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> sounds like something. Obviously, I answered you because it sounds like something you would have done. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and um convinced coworkers that or sorry convinced a coworker that um their computer was haunted. Um This one's admittedly tricky.
1: Yeah, cuz I remember him doing s- something with it no i think it's i think it's sarah <laughs> it is me but he did
0: convince when dwight is facing off against the computer for the webs they launch a website yes and um and you can either order through the website or you can order from a salesperson and dwight faces off and the they convince him that it has um it has become intelligent. The artificial intelligence has become intelligent. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, but that feels more like, yeah, AI, not haunted.
0: Yeah. So um one of my former students, his his uh AP thesis was abandonment. So it was like all of these like abandoned places. Um, so he did a lot of research into like ghost stories and all kinds of stuff like that. So um I had this uh, thing where I could take over the student's computers locally from my computer. So I acted like I was doing something else and I was having a conversation with the student that was standing next to me. But I took over his computer while he was not looking and wasn't paying attention and wrote boo on it in um, like because I had a marker I could whiteboard on it.
1: You've said this on the podcast before. I thought I had. Oh, my God. (laughs) And he turned around and, like, fell out of his chair. I would freak out, too. I'd be like, who is looking at me right now? Is my camera on? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Good times. I had so much fun as a teacher.
1: Yeah, clearly. (laughs) They learned a lot, too. <laughs> there was a little bit of teaching in between the pranking. <laughs> oh,
0: there are so many others that I just probably am not even thinking of right now. I, I'm i going to have to like go back in my brain. Uh, I buried a lot of my teaching memories in the like, don't revisit this because it makes me sad because I loved teaching so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll have to go back and like think think about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> you've met some of my former students uh, who are now entrepreneurs and stuff. I have, Ms. Christina.
1: and I love it. I know. I asked I asked your former student for some Sarah teacher stories. I'm still waiting on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! One of the best, my favorite ones, where I got his best friend's name was Tram. So this is Ty, who owns Rainbow. Remember, I was wearing the vote shirt that one time. It was way after everybody else voted. Christina made fun of me. (laughs) She's like, why are you telling people to vote? It's like way after election day. Like, shut up, Christina. My former student made this. (laughs) A little late to the party. (laughs) Nobody saved me a seat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, his name is Ty and, um, he is adopted and he, for some reason I was talking to his best friend about him and (laughs) I was like, what's Ty's, um, like cultural background because her, she is also of Asian descent, um, and her name is Tram and, (laughs) So, she was like, he's Vietnamese. And I was like, oh, I thought he was Thai because his name is Thai. Ah. And I was making a joke and she totally didn't get it. And she just goes, Hart, what are you talking about? That's just his name. <laughs> I just like, laughed so hard. <laughs> I told him that recently and he was like, dying. Ah. Um, and now I've just told an inside joke that no one gets except me on a podcast to other people. Ah. Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs> Maybe high schoolers don't get sarcasm either. I know, right? <laughs> oh man. All right. Are you oh, out? Man. Did I win? I think I won. I didn't get a hundred percent. Like I said, yeah. You definitely
0: won. You didn't get 100%, but you got 100% of my heart. Okay, <laughs> Wow.
2: That's great. <laughs> you came in with Liz five was- right, five correct answers, one wrong answer, and one half point. So not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. I would say is giving you did pretty points. good. That's <laughs> like, you know, a B-, B B-plus maybe. I'll give you a B-plus. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was always a B-student.
1: <laughs> oh, I was always a B-student. Oh that boy. works. I'll take it. <laughs> oh. Well, this was fun. Yeah, this was super fun. And uh, yeah. And hey, everyone, thanks for joining us on Laughing With Gingers.
0: We love having you listen to our silly podcast where two feisty redheads who happen to have super duper loud laughs um, and love to share crazy stories, play games, spread silliness, and of course, prank the bejesus out of people.
1: Uh, Follow us on Instagram at laughingwithgingers and we'll post, you know, fun stuff over there. I might
0: even have my car tag from um, when I pranked the students and they got me back. Okay, if you do, of,
1: you need to send, that, send yeah. that out there.
0: Yeah, I I, I surely will. Uh, you can also send us funny stories, episode ideas, um, or just general fun. We love a good meme or ridiculous video. Um, uh, and you can
1: either hit us on Instagram or laughingwithgingers at gmail you can also support us on patreon and get access to all kinds of goodies there including some merch and we have different membership levels so check us out at patreon.com slash laughing with gingers
0: yes and you'll get to see Christina whether she looked tan or burnt or (laughs) didn't without the light I still don't know what was happening there and I was watching it so (laughs) you know something to look forward to (laughs) <laughs> oh no. And of course, you will have to tune in uh to find out what I do to Christina how I get Christina on uh April Fool's Day. Oh god.
1: All right. Well tune in next time for <laughs> Laughing with Ginger. I just got like anxiety, instant anxiety. <laughs> uh yeah. Join us next week for more good times and maybe less pranks. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. Bye.
2: Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.